0: Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting you to the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And you're probably already aware, but Samaritan's Purse airlifted an emergency field hospital to respond to the hurting people of Ukraine. We covered several of these episodes on our On the Ground podcast, and you can go back and listen to our most recent response where we sent a disaster assistance response team. It gives you great ways to pray more specifically for our team and for the people in Ukraine. And one of those members on that flight was John Freiler. He's a regional member care manager. And I don't know if you know this, but every disaster assistance response team that goes forward is accompanied by a chaplain like John that goes truly to minister to our team. And so we were able to talk to him before he left and just talk about how he's able to support our staff with the heavy and traumatic response. He is there to help our staff emotionally and spiritually. And John just always encourages me, whether it's in the lunchroom or like today, the day before he leaves on a trip, so excited to see what God's gonna do in and through the team. Here's what he had to share the day before the flight. You've been here a long time what, 20 years? 20 years, yeah. It's incredible. So, you have watched, I mean, responses you've watched over the years, the way the Lord has, yeah, there's favor um, and protection over this ministry. So, talk to me about why responses like this, um, why they're so meaningful and like how they impact your life and how you keep doing this.
1: Yeah, you know, I love responding on darts. We do so many things at Samaritan's Purse. Uh, This is one of the I think one of the best things we do is to be able to respond in a time of need. And, you know, like you've said, I've been here 20 years. And uh, it's amazing that God gives us the favor to uh, be in the middle of these responses, to be in the epicenter of a world event. Um, You know, reporters and such go and report on history, but God's given us the ability to make history along with history. Uh, And so... You know, it's not like this is the first time we've done this since I've been here in 2004. We, we were able to uh, respond to the tsunami in Indonesia, 2010, Haiti earthquake, 2014, Ebola in Liberia. You know, just last two years, COVID, we're always there. And uh, I don't know, it's, 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 it's incredible that we've been given this opportunity. And we're there not just as a humanitarian aid organization, but we're there to bring hope it's it's exciting. It's thrilling. So I'm I'm just I'm grateful that we can once again Samaritans can be at ground zero, and bring hope and help, mm-hmm. in Jesus name.
0: And you have responded over twenty years to so many different disasters, natural, man made. Uh, but you were in Mosul, yes. so you have been in a uh warlike response, um, and now you're going into another one. So can you talk to me about how you prepare yourself for that, and maybe what God even showed you in that situation that you're carrying with you here? Because I feel yeah. like this is a different preparation. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, Mosul, uh, I think the biggest surprise in Mosul is when, when we went into this war zone, we were expecting to, uh, you know, maybe have soldiers in our hospital. And that's true. We did have, there were soldiers, even ISIS soldiers came in and we, we helped them. Uh, but it was the women and the children that were blown up that came in that I think was the biggest, had the biggest effect on our staff. I mean, there was a lot of women and children and that's hard to see. There's a lot of vicarious trauma that I know our staff uh, in these hospitals will deal with. Now, I know we have medical people and they're used to injuries or used to trauma, but this is different. Uh, these are innocent people that have, are being attacked and uh, thank God we're able to help them. but. They'll be. It'll be impactful. It will be impactful to our staff and, and as member care, staff care. We're ready for that. Uh, we have ways of which we can deal with that. Uh, the, one of the scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures, um, is just John fifteen five. Jesus says, "I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing." You know, Christy, when we go into this uh, war zone, obviously God is with us. We're going to pray that he's with us, that he protects us, all those things. But even more than that, God is in us. The Holy Spirit is in each one of us that call ourselves Christians that are there. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is in us. And so how do we as DART team respond? You know, we have a choice. We can either rely on our own energy and effort and strength, which will last a good three to four weeks, and then you're worn out, or you can abide in the vine. You can abide and allow the Holy Spirit to live his life in us, and through us. And as a dark chaplain, that's my encouragement. That will be my encouragement to our dark team is to yield to the Lord, abide in him, surrender to him. We humanly don't have the strength to do what we're being asked to do Mm. on a long-term basis. We can't do it. But if God's called us, he will equip us, and he has equipped each one of us through the Holy Spirit who's in us. Jesus saved us to live in us and through us to glorify him. So when people see John, they see Jesus. When they see Lance or when they see Elliot or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, they, they'll see Jesus. And so my encouragement to our dark staff will be to abide in him, to yield, to surrender, and uh, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit who's in us,
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to bring you in here because Samaritans Purse, yes, we we train our Dart members. I mean, there's training; uh, they've been prepared. Um, I mean, we have security teams. We have, you know, there are so many. But but you are in member care, so maybe even talk about why um, why is it critical to have member care and and support um, ministry to our staff? You know, because. This is this is hard work. It, it, and you're right, we can't do it ourselves and so they need to be encouraged and refreshed as they are encouraging and refreshing others. So talk to me about how God uses you on these responses and um you know that ministry of presence that you have for our staff so that they can pour out. What what is what is that like and why has that been necessary over the years and it's grown. So yes. we've known that it's yeah. a great need. It has grown over the yeah. years. So yeah, talk to us about the importance of that and what your team does. Right,
1: well, you mentioned it. A lot of these DART responses, not all DART responses, but many DART responses are are difficult. You've got long working hours, you've got security concerns, Mm -hmm. you've got, you're seeing things that aren't normal, and it takes a toll on our staff. And so they send member care that we might encourage our staff spiritually, emotionally, relationally. We want our staff to thrive on a DART. And so they'll send us to encourage our staff. And honestly, it's it's really each and every day. You know, how do you do that? Well, there, there's practical ways we do that by you know just looking out for our staff as they are ministering or as they are reaching out to the beneficiaries. We're reaching out to them. We're aware of the pulse of our staff. We work closely with our team leads. We monitor team morale. Um, you know, as we see things that we can do, we help them. I, I remember in the Bahamas, there's some practical things. We were three days into the Bahamas. Uh, back in twenty nineteen and um, you know we hadn't had a shower three days nobody's a shower and everybody's walking around just you can imagine and and member care was able to rent a hotel room and run 60 people through that one shower in that one hotel room because all because it was the only thing available until two in the morning to just to get them a clean just to feel clean, you know, so there's some easy things, some low hanging fruit that we can take care of, things like that, mm-hmm. and taking care of our staff, making sure they're they're fed well sleeping you know sleeping well the accommodations are well those type of things but I think honestly you know the most important thing is to encourage them spiritually is to be able to give them a word, a word from the Lord that might be in devotions that might be individually that encourages them you know because a person can take on a lot of stress if they're doing if they have a strong walk with the Lord and they're doing well with the Lord they can put up with a lot. You know, if you're not walking close with the Lord, it, it, those stressful things can cause a you know loss of equilibrium. But if you're walking close with the Lord, you can put up a lot and put up with a lot. And so, honestly, our main reason we're out there is to encourage our staff spiritually, not so much by saying you know read the Bible, pray, and all those things that you got to do. No, because it's those things are difficult to do on a dark. But again, encourage them that you know Christ is in them. Rely on the Lord. Rely on the Holy Spirit that's in you, that's given you life. Um, abide in him, as I go back to that, or uh, yield to him, surrender to him, allow him to live his life through you. That's why we were saved. God didn't save us just to go off and live the own Christian life. No, the Christian life is a person. The Christian life is Jesus Christ himself and who lives in us and who wants to live through us. And so again, encouraging our dark staff to yield the Lord who was already in them, who wants to live and touch, you know, touch others. And it's important on these, on these dark deployments, you know, we can easily get busy doing all these things, but as we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know, God redirects our path. That, that obstacle or that person who you thought is just wasting your time is maybe the ministry he has for you that day, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's different, uh, encouraging our staff in different ways through devotions, not only, not a, we don't give devotions all the time. We facilitate devotions, but that is an important part in the morning to make sure, you know, that we know who we are and what we're doing. That we're about God's work and allowing Him to live in us and through us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how do you prepare for a deployment? I mean, obviously, physically, you have to pack a bag. You know, yeah. there's, there's things you have to bring, but how do you prepare uh, to pack spiritually, mentally? I mean, you've kind of mentioned it, but like, how do you prepare for these and, and prepare yourself to be able to do this?
1: Uh, yeah, um, it's a lot of time just spent in, in, in the Word, trying to hear from God, trying to stay apart, hear what kind of messages He wants to give, what, what does He want to share through me. Being sensitive to His Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, really that that I think that's most of it is just you know trying to hear from God and what is He laying on my heart? What can I share? And sometimes that might be at the moment, or that might be at the you know it, it, you know well, I have some messages or things, but usually it's it's being sensitive to the Lord mm-hmm. and obeying what He's asking you to share at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm called to go on these DART deployments, how do you prepare? Well, you know, honestly, you've already got to be prepared. It's not like you can all of a sudden prepare. I mean, there's things you can do to prepare, obviously, spiritually, physically, but it's it behooves me or anybody in my position to be walking close with the Lord already. You've gotta be prepared. By the time you're called to go, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And so how do you be prepared? Well, you know, again, abiding in the abiding in the vine uh, living a life where christ is living through you and so it's not like you know and so that's your normal life uh and so preparation starts way before the dark Mm -hmm. preparation Mm -hmm. starts every single day that i'm wake up and you know live Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's a good point um i know i was just reading second corinthians 520 you know that that the reminder that we're ambassadors you know yes, for Christ since yes. God is making his appeal through us plead on Christ's behalf then the next verse is working together with him we also appeal to you don't receive the grace of God in vain i remember sammy dagger told me about this verse you know he says he thinks reminds himself all the time you know i'm an ambassador i'm sent on behalf of god not not in place of god or you know i think sometimes you're right and that's why that preparation before yes. ministry is so important and he said What is it, God, that I can do with you? You know, and that, when you said the abiding, that's what made me think of it. I always think of Sammy because he's always reminding himself of humility. Yes. That I'm working with God. Not the other way around. And so, you're right. That preparation beforehand and reminding ourselves that this is why I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Not because I have anything to offer or an agenda. It's God, what, what do you want me to do? I'm your ambassador today. So, we'll be praying that that, that, the team remembers that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not what God it's not what we can do for God, but it's mm-hmm. what God can do through us mm-hmm. that's gonna make a difference. Yeah. I know that sounds semantics, but it's not. It's a mm-hmm. big it changes deal. everything. It changes everything. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so, um, so let's talk again about this response. Like it is, yeah, the middle of a war zone. Um, and like you said, I think as you get there, um, you you can't prepare yourself for it. You know, you can it's, it's not until you're there you know you can read books on a lot of things, but until you're in it, parenting, marriage, whatever, until you're in it, you don't know how you'll respond right, right? So right. once you get there, I guess how can we be praying for the team because yeah, I don't know what it would be like to see um, little children that have been bombed and shelled, um, innocent I, I so I guess how can we be praying? Obviously, for the people yes. that you'll be treating, and the Ukrainian people, but also for the team as they witness this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I always, first of all say pray for protection. Uh, you know, pray that the Lord posts His angels around us mm-hmm. and protects us. Uh, really, we need protection. This is a uh, this is going to be a difficult response. Um, and again, as you mentioned, pray for our staff. They're gonna see things that they don't see every day. Uh, they are all professionals. They're gonna do their job well. It's usually afterwards, mm-hmm. when they're back at their bunk or they're back at the dining room, when they talk about it, that, it, that those type of things hit them. Um, you know, it's important that uh, that we pray spiritually, that we're all walking close with the Lord, mm-hmm. that we all are abiding in the Lord, that we hear from Him. Um, you know, those type of prayers uh, pray for just physical endurance. All, darts are difficult. It, it, they're hard. Uh, you're out there three or four weeks. And so we need physical strength to do that. And God provides. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. God always provides. Mm-hmm. He, You know, you'd mentioned humility. When we go out realizing, you know, we cannot do this. But Jesus, if you call us, you're going to give us the ability to do it. Grace, as he mentioned, to do it. And he has. Mm-hmm. I've been on... 20-some dart responses, and I always think, how can I do this? There's probably somebody else better, and I'm sure there is. But when you get out there, God takes mm-hmm. over. He gives you the grace to do whatever he's called you to do. Um, and so that's encouraging. It's always encouraging, mm-hmm. these dart responses. Mm-hmm. God, like I said, we're in, the, this is, we're in history. Mm-hmm. We're at the epicenter of a world history. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the theology of what God is doing, and all that, but I know he's with us. I know he's in us. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use us. We're a Christian organization. We serve in Jesus' name. And we've been given this opportunity. And, you know, with all this support, I mean, that's amazing. And it's a, it's a, I'm excited to see what God is going to do mm-hmm. to be able to help physically and even spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... I know, pray for us. We, mm-hmm. we're, it, it, as you well know, it takes a whole organization to do what we're doing. We may be the tip of the spear, but man, there's mm-hmm. a million people behind us that we couldn't do this if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. It's what an opportunity. Thank you, Jesus. What an opportunity we have to make a difference in a world event like this in Jesus' name and for good and hope to come through, you know, where it's so dark and mm-hmm. and full of, you know, just it's dark and difficult. Mm-hmm. but we bring the light of Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, it is incredible. I just, um, yeah, it is an honor and a blessing an that honor. the Lord allows us to be part of it. And I was I shared earlier, but we were talking about, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, and just how they said, you know, we know God can save us, but even if not, you even know, they went not. in fearlessly and that's what you guys are doing. And you're saying, God, this is dangerous we don't know what the, we don't know what next week, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, which could be terrifying. And, but you are stepping forward and going. And even if not, and I'm praying that not only are you protected, but that you don't smell like smoke, you know, just like they came out and they didn't even smell. And what the King, you know, honored and recognized God because it was so obvious. And that's what I'm just praying because you're right. We get to be in the midst of. A historical—the whole world is watching, yes. and this Christian organization gets to open a, a hospital. I mean, yeah. it's just—so, yeah, we need to just—but remember, though, this is for God's glory, you know, not for Samaritan's verse. And so, it is for God's glory, and I do. I pray that many people witness, I mean, Putin himself, that, you know, they will see that, wow, these fearless yeah. Christians came in in the middle of a war, so—
1: yeah, there's a quote I wanted to read about a fellow. It's, it's Dr. Walter Wilson. He's a physician who was greatly used of God, but it captured, it shows the desire of him just of a surrendered life. Hmm. And I think as dark members, we go in as surrendered. And it's what he says, Holy Spirit, just now I give you this body of mine from my head to my feet. I give it to you. I give you my hands, my limbs, my eyes, my lips, my brain, all that is within and without, I hand over to you for you to live in it the life that you please. You may send this body to Africa or lay it on a bed with cancer. Hmm. You may blind the eyes or send me with your message to Tibet. You may take this body to the Eskimos or send it to a hospital with pneumonia. It is your body from this moment on, help yourself to it. Hmm. It's just an incredible quote of a man who was hmm. completely surrendered. And hmm. in these type of responses, I mean, it it, it takes a surrendered Life and God, you use it. Like you said, it's not, it's not how great an organization we are. No, Lord, it's not us. You use our life, you use our body to do whatever you please, whatever that is. Hmm. That
0: is beautiful. I hope that encouraged you. As I said, I always love hearing from John. The way that the word is truly permeated in his heart and his soul and it just overflows into everything he says and does. And it just encouraged me especially having my spouse Edward on that team, knowing that Edward and the team has someone like John that's ready to help them process and unpack the traumatic things that they're witnessing each day. And we all know that sending a hospital into a war zone is heavy but we can put our hope and faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I'm so thankful that our team has godly men and women like John to help support them in this response. And so continue to pray for our teams. Pray for Ukraine. I know that our team has been so encouraged hearing from the boldness of our church partners on the ground in Ukraine. One of our podcast correspondents shared from a a prayer meeting she was able to attend with one of our local churches in Ukraine. The pastor was thanking God during the prayer meeting for the opportunity to serve his people. And that just really hit me. You know, these these churches in Ukraine are truly rolling up their sleeves. Pastors are becoming cooks. They're becoming whatever is needed to help take in the influx of people that are fleeing this crisis. And they are truly being the hands and feet of Jesus. It just made me think of the early church in Acts and the way that they, they were feeding and clothing and taking care of their people in the middle of persecution and crisis. And so just think of these pastors that are so encouraged and thanking God for the opportunity. Hundreds of people are coming through their doors that wouldn't have otherwise, and they're sharing the hope of Jesus in this dark time. And so, that just encouraged me, and that is what our team is doing. They are on the front lines, taking in patients in the next couple days uh, to encourage them, help them heal physically, but more importantly, spiritually, to share the hope in the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for people like John who are holding and lifting up our doctors and our medical team as they love on these people in this crisis. Thanks for tuning in and God bless you.